Hello, welcome to Chapter 3 Podcast, the show for readers of science fiction, fantasy, and romance. This is Season 1, Episode 10. I'm Bethany, your host, and joining me today are YouTubers Kathy Trithart and Reads with Rachel to discuss queer science fiction and fantasy. If you want to support the podcast and get early access to episodes and exciting bonus content from all of our guests, check out our Patreon linked in the show notes. And a big thank you to our very first world-expanding patron, Trina. Your support makes this possible. Before our conversation today, it's time for On My Radar, where I'll share recent or upcoming book releases in science fiction, fantasy, and romance that I'm excited about, and then our guests will have the opportunity to share one as well. The books for today's episode will be released between February 9th and February 16th, 2021, with the exception of the guest recommendations, which may include any upcoming release. First, on February 9th, we have four titles to talk about. We are finally getting Wild Rain by Beverly Jenkins. This one had been delayed due to COVID, but we're finally getting it. It's a historical romance following a reporter for a Black newspaper and a woman who owns her own ranch. I love Beverly Jenkins because she always writes wonderful romances that are also a great history lesson, and I am expecting this one to be no different. Then appropriate, given our topic today, the next book is Fireheart Tiger by Aliette de Bedard. This one is a sapphic romantic fantasy pitched as the Goblin Emperor meets Howl's Moving Castle in a pre-colonial Vietnamese-inspired world. Sounds really interesting. Then one I actually just finished reading, The Girl from Shadow Springs by Ellie Cipher is a debut YA that's pitched as The Revenant meets True Grit with a magical twist. Part survival story, part magical mystery. This one feels a bit like a Western, but it's set in an extremely cold, wintry climate. So if you're looking for a good wintry, this is a good one to pick up. Finally, another release that was delayed for an entire year, The Gilded Ones by Namina Forna is finally coming out. This one is another debut YA fantasy that is definitely worth your time. It follows a teen girl with cursed blood who's forced to join the Emperor's military after being subjected to brutality. The author herself was a child war refugee from West Africa, and this story is partly about the trauma of violence and war, particularly as it affects women. Then coming out on February 16th are four more books that I want to share. First, The Galaxy and the Ground Within by Becky Chambers is the latest installment in the Wayfarer series. I like to call this feel-good sci-fi that's more about hanging out with a lovely, diverse cast of characters than about having a super fast-paced plot. Then for another romance release, we're getting the third book in Alicia Rai's Modern Love series. First Comes Like follows a hijabi beauty influencer and a Bollywood soap opera star who accidentally find love online. That day, we're also getting a new release in the popular fantasy romance series by Sarah J. Mass. This one is A Court of Silver Flames, a firmly adult title in the series that has been pivoting away from the YA market. Uh, as I think it probably should. This one is a spinoff focusing on Nesta, who's the sister of Feyre, the heroine of the first trilogy. Then finally, in a very different vein, I want to talk about another book I read recently and really loved. This one is The Echo Wife by Sarah Gailey. It melds science fiction with domestic thriller, plus a bit of horror thrown in. It follows a celebrated scientist known for her work on clones, except that secretly her personal life is falling apart since she discovered her husband was having an affair with a clone of her. 
a clone he programmed to be docile, domestic, and prioritize his needs, all the things his wife isn't and doesn't. This one's a very character-driven book about cycles of pain and abuse in families, gendered expectations, toxic masculinity, broken people, and questions of personhood. It's a wild premise, and I think it delivers in really interesting ways, so keep an eye out for that one. With that said, please join me in welcoming Kathy and Rachel to the show. Thank you guys for joining me. Of course. Yeah, happy to be here. Can you briefly introduce yourselves to our listeners and share your pick for an exciting upcoming release? Yeah, definitely. Hi, I'm Kathy Trithart. And if you can spell that name, you can find me on YouTube as well as (laughs) Twitter and Instagram, all under that name. Uh, The pick that I chose is actually one that I chose because the author was on my channel back during the social back during the Social Distance Book Fest, which of course was hosted by Bethany. So I just figured I was like, hmm, well, this seems like a good pick because I have a hard time picking books. So I needed like a reason. (laughs) Um, This one is Fragile Remedy and it's by Maria Mora and it comes out in March on March 9th. This one is about Nate, who is a gem, which is a genetically engineered uh, meditissue, which basically means that he is made so that rich people can use his tissues so that they can live and he dies. And that's a whole thing that is super creepy to me. But then, of course, we have a queer relationship with him as well, and he has to figure out if he is going to run away with that queer relationship or continue to be what he was you know genetically created to be so it sounds super interesting Uh, hi i'm rachel you can find me on youtube and twitter and instagram at reads with rachel um my pig oh i have two but i'll pick (laughs) one Um, I'm really looking forward to Gear Breakers by Zoe Hanna Makuda. Uh, it comes out June 29th. And this is set in a world that's a fantasy world that will really appeal to people who like um, Pacific Rim. And it's about two girls who think they're enemies and they find out that they're actually fighting for a common cause. And one is a cybernetically enhanced pilot of these uh, machines called Windups, but she's actually a double agent. And then they team up and a romance blooms between them and I'm really excited about it. (laughs) Cool. And all of these titles as always will be linked in the show notes as well as links to their channels. You guys can find them there. Um, Awesome. Those sound great. Thank you guys. Uh, So tonight we're going to be talking about queer science fiction and fantasy. Kathy, you primarily read books by queer authors about queer characters. So this seemed kind of appropriate. <laughs> I do definitely prioritize them. I read kind of everything, but I do mm-hmm. like to shout about those ones the loudest. Yeah, I love it. Um, so I think what's interesting, and I'd be curious to hear your guys' take on this, I feel like we've been seeing a ton of queer representation in science fiction and fantasy and speculative fiction lately. Is it just me noticing it more or is there actually a lot more getting published? I think it's a combination of the two. Like once you're cognizant of the fact that it exists, you see it more kind of like the red car effect, but we are also getting a lot of it, which is fantastic. No. Yeah, I would agree with that. So talking about that, I'd be interested to hear your guys' thoughts on trends you feel like you're seeing and like who's doing it i feel like tor.com to me seems to be on kind of the cutting edge of publishing just generally more diverse 
speculative fiction, um, but a lot of things by queer authors. So I'm seeing a lot there. I don't know what you guys feel like you're seeing. Oh, that's a good question. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Kathy, you go. <laughs> okay. I was like, I'll let her go first because I don't have a real answer. I know. <laughs> and because I don't want to answer first every time. That's super rude. <laughs> no, no, go for it. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with you that Tor definitely has some great titles. Um, for instance, last year I read all of the Murderbot Diaries books yeah. that were out at that point. We're getting a new one this year. Thank goodness. It's wonderful. Um, but uh, yeah, like I... I'm always so fascinated with the stuff that comes out of there. I'm one of those people, however, who doesn't really follow a specific publishing house to get my stuff. I just kind of see stuff from all over and I don't really pay attention to who's publishing it, which is, you know, terrible if you're looking for very specific things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. I don't really look for publishers. The only trend that I can think of, and I don't know if this answers your question, but I've seen more stories that are like, for fans of Merlin or um, Doctor yeah. Who or something like that, because people who are queer have always wanted to see themselves in these stories, and we don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and now that we're starting to see ourselves in these stories that are similar to uh, stories that we loved previously, uh, yeah, we, we want to read all of them. So I think that uh, we're seeing a lot of that in marketing where it's like, if you loved Merlin and Doctor Who and Star Wars, you'll love this oh. queer story. That's interesting. I haven't seen that. I'm curious, like where you're, what books you're seeing, because because that's just not something. And maybe I just haven't noticed it, but I haven't seen any of that. The the first one that comes to mind is one that I saw today, and it was uh, "Victories Greater Than Death." I don't oh, I yeah. don't remember the name of the author, but yeah, it was Charlie, it was Charlie Jane Anders. I that's think. it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was marketed as um, Doctor Who and Star Wars, and uh, yeah, yeah I, I think that. Uh, publishers are starting to see that, you know, we want queer representation in these stories that we've always loved. So yeah. I think they're doing that. Definitely. And I'm also a big sucker for like, as soon as somebody tells me like this thing that everybody already knows about, but we made mm -hmm. it queer. I'm like, I want it. Yes. <laughs> I absolutely want it. Like only mostly devastated. <laughs> Which I know is contemporary and that's not this, but it's a love story. So it kind of works in for romance is Greece, but queer. I want it. <laughs> I want it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, I think there's just space to tell interesting stories too, right? Because I, I think, I don't know, it change it changes a lot of elements. I think often of like power dynamics in relationships, for instance, and I think that can be that can be really interesting to look at. Um, Definitely, kind of retellings. I'm so I just started a book. Tor is actually publishing uh, next month called winter's orbit which is interesting mm, i saw um, that on goodreads today yeah <laughs> yeah I, I only heard about it recently and i was like it's on my list i started yep. keeping a list of all the things that people recommended me and i feel like i'm gonna let this list down really badly because there's already way too many books on it but that's fine <laughs> fair there are so many this is really interesting because it's uh science fiction but also a romance um so it's a political arranged marriage between two men in like a galactic empire so it's like political intrigue in space plus a, an arranged marriage become love story like which i think is fantastic yes really i cool. love that 
Yeah, that actually makes me think of the Queen of Afleria, which is also an arranged marriage type of story, but it's um, it's supposed to be between a prince and a princess, but then the prince dies, but they have a princess, and they're like, well, want to marry her instead? Uh, and then, of course, it's <laughs> fantasy, and there's dragons involved, so, like, excellent, yes. <laughs> I love it. I love Something it. that's similar to that, although maybe not exactly, is um, Of Fire and Stars by Audrey Colthurst, except... <laughs> She's engaged to uh, a prince, and she doesn't want to marry the prince. She's way more into his sister. And I I really enjoyed the romance, though not so much the magic. But I was definitely there for the, the love story in that one. Yeah, that I one's on my TBR. Yeah, I know. It's like it's been on my radar for a while. I haven't read that one. That's I, I love an arranged marriage plot. I think it's fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, well, one thing that I think is interesting looking at this in speculative fiction, science fiction, fantasy, more so than in contemporary that I love is that you can create a world where homophobia is not a thing. Yes. yes. It's great. Which, yeah. I feel like that can be such a powerful thing. And I think that would be interesting to talk a little bit about. Yeah. I don't know about either of you, but that's definitely my preference in books. <laughs> yes. Because when when you experience something uh, outside of, of books enough, you're... <laughs> You're kind of looking for a way to get away from that. <laughs> and books provide that when they have a world where it's this fantasy where you're facing so many other things that are hard uh, and your sexuality does not have to be one of them. Mm-hmm. I would prefer that in a book. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's so freeing to just have, you know, they're going through hard times, but it has nothing to do with who they love or their gender identity. It's just yeah. like there's yes. other things happening in the universe and it's great. Right. Yeah, I always appreciate that. I, one, I think one trilogy that finished up last year that I really liked um, started with Black Wings beating by Alex London. It was like a YA fantasy series. And the it's like the main characters are siblings, a brother and sister. The brother is gay and the sister is um, uh, asexual, romantic, And... It's really interesting because there's a lot of oppression in the society and a lot of like prejudice, but it has nothing to do with sexuality. Like no one cares. So I don't know. It's interesting, right? You can like create a world where the rules don't have to mirror what it is here. And I think that can be so powerful. I This is also what I hear people talking about sometimes with like Afro- Afrofuturist literature being a place where you can write a world where there's not racism, for instance, and imagining what might a world look like if we didn't have some of these issues existing. Exactly. Anytime somebody's writing a futuristic world and it's like racism and homophobia and xenophobia and all these things are still there, I'm just like, but why did you do that? You could have mm-hmm. fixed it and you didn't. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's just, it's. I mean, it's unnecessary and like... I don't know. I think the other thing that I've seen happen a little bit more lately, which I think is interesting, is when you have these books where characters are casually queer, but like their romance and their sexuality isn't necessarily the point of the story. Oh, absolutely. I I love getting like just like a side character in a book. You find out halfway through that they are some form of queer and it has nothing to do with the story. And I'm just like, this is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Assuming there's already queer people in there. If it's like one, then I'm like, okay, well, you tried. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) 
I think one of my one of my favorite series has a lot of that, and it's the Graceling Realm by Kristen Cashore. She has a lot of background queer characters, and it's not a big deal, really. Mm-hmm. And I, I really appreciated that. And in um, the uh, what is it called? It's literally my favorite series, <laughs> the Fury Born series by Claire Legrand, yes. the Imperium trilogy. Everybody in there is super queer and it's just not talked about like it's like everybody here is queer it's fine there is no homophobia here yeah we're cool with it there's a lot of like death and violence and oppression but it's not about who you love yes (laughs) one that i i know that this is a little bit polarizing because it's like a very strong flavor of writing but gideon the ninth by tamsin muir i loved and that also has you know a queer main character but the main plot arc has nothing to do with like her sexuality or a romance. It's just kind of like, that's who she is, even though it was maybe pitched differently. Like the actual Mm -hmm. book is that way. Yeah. Wasn't it pitched as lesbian necromancers in space specifically? (laughs) Well, which is what it is. It's just that it's not a lesbian necromancer love story in space. It's like, it's like, you know, necromancers in space who are lesbians. <laughs> yeah. that, that's that's oddly making total sense. <laughs> you're explaining it. Yeah, the order of the words is very important. Yeah. <laughs> True. Words words matter. <laughs> I feel like I've been seeing a lot more in the like in fantasy in YA than previously. And again, it's also possible that I just haven't been paying attention, but I feel like we've been seeing more main characters who are queer in YA fantasy than what I remember ever existing before, which could be, you know, a thing of people being concerned about protecting the children. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that would be my guess. But I, I think that's interesting to see to see that and see that at kind of at the forefront, which I think is great. I wish I had seen more of that when I was a teenager reading fantasy. Yes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Same. I wouldn't have. Yeah. T- yeah. If uh, if I'd seen more of it in the books I was reading when I was a teen, I wouldn't have come out at thirty. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, I think when you're not seeing things that reflect that well or when it's like made to be something that feels so different another thing that i think hopefully we're getting more of is seeing more than just this like gay or straight characters but seeing more bisexuality and pansexuality and ace characters represented and i like to see that too because i think sometimes those get lost in the conversation Yes, I absolutely agree. Actually, there's one coming out by A.M. Strickland uh, in The Ravenous Dark. Ah, yeah. And I yeah, love other books so it much. actually says in the synopsis that she is pan. And as a person who's also pan, I'm like, oh, it's me. <laughs> I'm represented here. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> absolutely the same. Anytime I hear a book has bi rep, I'm like, well, I'm going to read that. Or if it yep. has demi rep or like gray ace for rep i'm like well that's mine now yeah yeah i love it i yeah i'm excited about that one i read her um 
feel like it didn't get as much love as it I thought it deserved. I don't know. But um beyond what is it like beyond, beyond the black door. Black door, yeah. I yeah, I so I had much. some issues with plot in that one, okay. but the characters I felt were so well done and the representation of sexuality and gender I felt was done pretty well and I, mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see what they do with their next book. Yeah. I feel like the the writing can only get better, right? Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they've written previously under a different name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But yeah, I so I really loved it a lot. It read to me like a dark romance. Yes. But with a asexual character, which I thought was really interesting and cool. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. That is another one that is still on my very, very long list. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I think it's been nice to see just more of that getting published. What are you seeing in terms of reception of this? I feel I, it, it, this is hard because I feel like in some ways we're in this bubble of the online book community, and I realize this is not like necessarily how the wider world is responding to. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but... 100% in a little bubble, especially with COVID. Like, I don't see yeah. strangers anymore. And when I do mm-hmm. see strangers and they don't understand the way the book world is in how that, like, we know it from Twitter or whatever, I'm just like, oh, oh, yeah, other people exist. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this person doesn't know that we don't like she who, not, who shall not be named. Like, oh, has no idea anything about that. Oh, okay. No, yeah. Isn't that wild? If you it's don't so exist weird. on Twitter, you exist in a completely separate state of being mm-hmm. than other weird. people. It's really true. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's it's been interesting because I think I've, like, since being a part of the online book community, I have grown and learned so much about myself, about other people, and it has been wonderful. <laughs> but then I realize, oh, like, other people are not getting to where, yeah, like, it's totally casually typical to have friends who are, you know, non-binary or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like two different worlds. with the online community and then talking to even your own family (laughs) it's like oh oh okay that's right we don't we don't accept that in this circle got it I forgot I'm gonna go back to Twitter now (laughs) yeah exactly I'm just gonna turn my Facebook off because that's where all the family is and I'm gonna go on to Twitter which has my book family yes it's almost like home is more watching reviews of people reviewing queer lit on mm-hmm. YouTube yeah. and home is not where your family is homophobic around the dinner table. Absolutely. Boy. Yeah. No, it's rough. I feel like Facebook stresses me out every time I go on there because I never know what I'm going to see. <laughs> so. Yep. Big yikes. Yeah. Um, but w- what do you feel like you're seeing in terms of interest in queer sci-fi fantasy reception to it things people are liking things people aren't liking or like your own feelings about things these days um yeah I I feel that because I am so much in that bubble pretty much all I see is just like the positivity of holy that thing is coming out and I want it and that's wonderful um I don't see a lot of like backlash to like oh, why are they publishing another queer book? Unless it's somebody who has gotten that in their comments and they've shared it on Twitter so we can laugh at that person. (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know, happens every once in a while, but I don't see it personally. I see it in this, like, secondhand lens almost. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I basically same. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I have nothing else to add. She hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay, so what are things that you guys have read recently or in the last several months that are things that you've loved that fall into this category, things you're really excited about? Um, I recently read The Never Tilting World by Rin Chepeko, mm. and I thought that it had a great sapphic romance. Um, I had some, it, similar to Beyond the Black Door, I had some issues with plot, but other than that, I think that the <laughs> romance part of it was so cute. Uh, let's see what else. Um, Foundry Side by Robert Jackson Bennett has a uh, a, a sapphic romance in it, sort of like oh, in, yeah. in in the back uh, in the background. It's more at the forefront in the sequel. I love them together. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that couple. Um, Black Sun is a queer uh, oh, yeah. adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fantasy, right? It's so or is good. it sci-fi? It's fantantasy. It's totally fantasy. It's, it's fantasy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So fantastic. So, so amazingly written. Just wow. <laughs> yeah. Seeing neo-pronouns on the page was just like amazing. Right? I have never encountered that in all my reading, which is so upsetting. Mm-hmm. So... That was that was that was a big deal for me. Yeah. Uh, as for me, oh my goodness, where do I even start? Uh, <laughs> before we did this, I actually went through my 2020 spreadsheet and like wrote down everything that qualified, so I could maybe pretend to. That's very smart of you. Yeah. <laughs> you say, "Hey, or- Kathy, what's the name of a book?" I suddenly can't remember the name of any book I've ever read or seen or looked at. So you know, yeah, it's great. It. Brains are weird. Um, Props for organization. <laughs> I try. I'm not always successful, but I try. Um, last year, I absolutely devoured uh, the Once and Future duology. So Once and Future and Sword in the Star- Sword in mm. the Stars by Amy Rose Capetta and uh, Corey McCarthy, who are a couple in real life which is so always makes me even extra oh happy. I love that. It's lovely. I know, I just love stuff like that. But that yeah. is a retelling of Merlin set in space with a bisexual protagonist and just a host of queer friends doing queer yes. friends things while they're trying to overtake this evil government. It's just wonderful. So I absolutely <laughs> love that duology. Um, last year we also got um, a beautifully a beautifully full of no, sorry I can't do words anymore. Um, <laughs> last year we also got a beautifully foolish endeavor, which is the follow up to an absolutely remarkable thing by Hank Green. Mm-hmm. And like one of the things that people don't usually even say when they're talking about those books is the main character, at least in the first one, is by like it's definitely a part of the plot. It definitely comes up, but when mm-hmm. I hear people talking about it, they have no idea that it's queer. And I'm like, well, about that, it's wonderful. <laughs> Yes. Um, as for YA, I got to read The Disasters by M.K. England, which was mm-hmm. also just wonderful. Just these great space-based people trying to go to an academy, washing out on the first day, and then trying to save the universe again. <laughs> Love it. Love to see it. <laughs> and uh, one that was actually a huge surprise to me because I decided to pick it up just because it seemed like a great joke was Trans Wizard Harriet Porber and the Bad Boy Paracero Office by Chuck <laughs> Tingle. I what? didn't expect to love this book. And yet, like, his covers are so ridiculous. I know he just writes, like, smutty erotica. I'd never read any of his stuff before, but his covers are so bad that, like, you know it's going to be a joke. But then I actually ended up 
really liking the book outside of the fact that it's mm. obviously making fun of a certain turf that we don't like to talk about. Uh, um, and perfect. it's just so, so good. And I was so happy that I did a reading vlog for it because there was so much <laughs> laughter. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Mm. Yeah, I feel like I read so many great queer books last year in a variety of genres. Um, one that I was one of my favorite books I read that I am trying to push on people because I want more people to read it is Beyond the Ruby Veil by Mara Fitzgerald. It's this YA dark fantasy debut and it's so good. It's like really twisty. I devoured it in less than 24 hours and wanted the sequel and it's both a love letter to unlikable female characters and um it has a super slow burn sapphic enemies to lovers romance that like kind of starts developing closer like later as as the book goes um it's fantastic like what I else could it. you want i had right? no i had idea that that was queer i had no yes, idea it is she's queer the characters are queer it's great it's what? so good yes yeah it's so i've good. been covertly writing down these book titles that already has like 38 book wrecks on it and we're not even through january this mm -hmm, is great mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah okay so one that isn't it's semi-speculative, so I'm going to talk about it here, even though it's yeah. not technically sci-fi fantasy, but um, Plain Bad Heroines by Emily M. Danforth. It's it's more horror, like light horror, but oh my goodness, it's so good. It's super queer. It's got like nested storytelling, like a story within a story within a story and different timelines. And um, starting from like the late 1800s, early 1900s up to modern day, and it all centers queer women and it's it's so good like i loved it so much i'm just that over one, here writing this down yeah that one is literally number 17 on the list that i was just talking about because yes. i saw it in a video from um josie the reading witch and i was like well i need that now yes. thank you josie nice. <laughs> oh it's it's so good like and so smart um and also just has a lot of like commentary that i think is great and a lot and part of it is about like looking looking at hey you know there have been queer women throughout history who have found ways to live and be themselves mm -hmm. and it's not new and it's it's just great i love it a lot how did did both of you read uh cinderella is dead this past yes. year i know yes, that I, that yeah. I thought that it 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 had some issues for yeah. sure but the romance was so cute that yeah. see that gets me every time. It's the same with a fire and stars. I'm like, yeah, it mm -hmm. had problems, but it's so cute. Yeah, <laughs> just such a wholesome relationship. I just loved the two of them so much. Oh, oh yeah, if something is wholesome like that, I can forgive other plot. Yes, like plot issues. I'm like, whatever. As long as I'm enjoying reading it overall, <laughs> I'm fine yes. with it. <laughs> yeah, I think I had more of a hard time with that. I really loved like the first half of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it got a little bit different. I can understand it that. It did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, but yeah, I liked a lot of what she was doing there. And yeah, I think I, I, I think in general, I'm just happy to see more of that kind of representation of people coming out. And that's, that's awesome. The um, cover for her next book is also gorgeous. Oh my it, gosh. Recently, it's and I was beautiful. like, oh my goodness, I want it. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to look that up. Oh, okay. One author too that I discovered and like finally started reading is TJ Klune. And oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh, 
I oh love it so much. <laughs> like I really need to read more from him. I read two books from him in um, 2020 and both of them were just so good. So of course the fan favorite, which is amazing is the house in the cerulean sea, which is the like adult fantasy with like a love story between these two middle-aged men and really adorable yes. children. And it's just so sweet and happy and soft and like a hug of a book. I love it so much. Yes. Speaking of wholesome, that book is nothing but wholesome it's so so precious everything about it is precious the children are precious the werewolf uh pomeranian child precious so good the son of the devil precious the romance precious everything about it was perfect it's it it, yeah it was so good and then i also read his first um ya book that he published the extraordinaries and i loved it it was so funny it made me laugh out loud and it's got a gay teen boy is the main character who also has um adhd and he writes fanfic about this real life superhero that he has a crush on mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh. it's like self-insert fanfic but like what he doesn't know and all his friends know but he like hasn't picked up on is like his best friend has a huge crush on him and so it's like a lot of like awkward teenageness and it's so good oh that's precious i literally TJ have Kloon. both of those as uh ebooks and i have yes. no idea why i haven't read them yet oh, i have no oh my idea because every They're time so i good. think about them i'm like why is that not a thing i have read yet and i, I, so, I don't have an answer like they're just so much it's so much joy <laughs> yes like, yeah tj clune actually has another one coming out another yeah. book coming out uh in september called yes. uh under the whispering door mm-hmm. and it's about a guy named wallace who is dead <laughs> but he's not convinced that he's dead and a uh, grim reaper comes to get him at his funeral and wallace is like maybe i'm dead but i'm still not convinced and so the grim reaper <laughs> takes him to this town where he's supposed to get ferried to the afterlife and him and the guy who's supposed to ferry him to the afterlife, uh, they fall in love. So oh, I'm absolutely going to read that. It's yeah, so, it yeah. sounds adorable. All right. My new personal goal is to read these first two books we've talked about before that one comes out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, yeah, it's just, it's so, he, his, uh, his books are like, so, ha- well, I have heard some of his older, like indie published stuff. Some of it does get a little more dark and heavy, but like those ones in particular are just so lovely he found his wholesome niche <laughs> yeah i love it so much um i'm like okay i'm like literally scrolling through my spreadsheet from last year like what else did i read that i should talk about? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh there was just like so many so many good things i can ask a question if you want yeah what is a underrated title or something you never hear talked about in the book uh uh, booktube community or book twitter community that is queer that you really enjoyed but never hear it from anybody else mm. oh. i can go yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go for it. i was like yay so. a limited question that's nice <laughs> <laughs> so there um i didn't like the second book but the first book in this duology uh called the reign of the fallen duology by sarah mm-hmm. glenn marsh oh i love yes. those yes oh my gosh yes it, oh my gosh, so precious. A bisexual necromancer okay. as the main character. So fantastic. I, yeah. it, it's so underrated and it's just criminal. Yeah. yeah. Those Fun fact, 
that second book is the first time I was ever in the acknowledgments of a book. What? <laughs> oh, now I feel bad that I DNF'd it. <laughs> I, really, I really liked it a lot still, but yeah. Uh, she's lovely. Sarah Lynn Marshall's wonderful. I um, I actually went down to the, the um, launch party for that first one and like interviewed her for the channel and she was just really, really great. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. So cool. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are those are really good ones. That's true. I should talk about them more. I feel like I was talking about them more when they were coming out and I haven't as much in a while. I need to like bring that back. They're on my shelves. So <laughs> Yeah, pe- people okay. like necromancy and they like mm-hmm. they like sapphic romances. I mean, if you yeah. like Gideon the Ninth, then try out Reign of the Fallen. I mean, you're yeah, gonna exactly. like it. Yes, absolutely. That's no, that's really good. Um, okay, well, so one that I really loved this year that I feel like nobody was talking about was uh, The Unconquerable Sun by Kate Elliott, which was, which is, the, I mean, the, the premise is really great. It's a gender-flipped Alexander the Great in space. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which is awesome. I'll take uh, it. Yeah, it's really cool, and it's very action-packed uh so it's really interesting because it's got all these politics and stuff but it also has multiple queer perspective characters and like sapphic kind of romances happen anyway it's it's great so it's got like queer characters it's got lots of action it's got a cool concept which is retelling the life of alexander the great but in a space empire with a female alexander the great instead of a male it's great and i i don't haven't really heard anybody else talk about it um, it's hard for me to think of like what books are the books that other people don't talk about because often I've heard at least one person talk about them and then I've read it because that one person talked about it. Um, right. The one that is like springing to mind right now is a novella called Finna by Nino Sikri. Uh, oh, it's about I've seen these. Around, yeah, but... it's about this couple that recently broke up, but they both work at the same big box store. And uh, it's like they broke up like maybe three days ago type of thing. So one of them had changed their schedules. They wouldn't have to work that day. So they wouldn't have to see each other. But then somebody calls them sick. So they end up being there together. And uh, as you're going through this, it's basically somebody, um, an old lady falls into a portal. And they are given the task of going to get her from that portal. Because apparently those just sometimes happen in these big box stores and then they're like like running around in all these different universes trying to find this customer that disappeared from the shop floor i believe that was hilarious and weird and i really liked it (laughs) that's so great oh okay 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 one other thing i want to talk about that i really loved this last year um and i'm just continuing to like things that they write but the American Hippo by Sarah Gailey is mm-hmm. so good. <laughs> it's so great. It's a it's a collection of two novellas that were published separately, plus two short stories in this world. And I met Sarah Gailey at an event and was talking to them, and they pitched me the book, and I was like, "Well, now I clearly need to buy it because that sounds amazing." <laughs> so, but it's basically the premise of it is. In, so in real American history, at some point in the past, there was a bill that went before Congress suggesting importing hippos and raising them in like the Louisiana Delta for a meat source instead of cattle, mm-hmm. which is a really terrible idea, which is why it wasn't passed. <laughs> okay. 
but in their book they reimagine american history what if it was passed and we now have like feral hippos running around the united states and the story follows this really unlikely gang of people who are hired to herd feral hippos down the mississippi river so it's got this kind of like western vibe but with an alternate history and this and it's it's funny and fun and has this great cast of characters it's got like a non-binary character it's got a bunch of queer characters it has a total badass fat lady con artist who's <laughs> amazing it's so good and it's got queer romance and like only one bed trope in one nice. of it's just it's so fun this yeah, the only the one I've read by them heard. so far is, uh, I actually read last year, was Magic for Liars, which is about mm -hmm. this, like, detective who is called to this magic school, and, like, they've got oh, a twin, yeah. she has a twin, and her twin sister has magic, but she doesn't, so, like, her twin sister kind of grew up in this different system than her, and uh, there's, like, this murder that happens at the school, and she's the detective that, like, goes there to try to figure out what happened, and it was just really good. And another book that, again, I don't understand why I haven't read it, because I have access to it, is Upright, Upright Women Wanted. Like, oh, yeah. librarians it's being fun. awesome, and queerness, and, like, a Western. Yes. Why haven't I read it yet? I have oh, no idea. Oh, that's the same author. It's yeah, the same, same author. author. It's really fun, It's and it's a novella. It's very quick. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, so again, okay. don't know why I haven't read it, but it's right there. I also just read an e arc of their February release, which I talked about tonight. Actually, the Echo Wife. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it's on my list too. It's it's intense, but it's really good. I'm like, yeah. here's all the content warnings, but also it's great. <laughs> That's the one with the clone, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. man, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. It is one. It's wild. So bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's really, it's wild. It's really good. I saw them on Twitter saying, too, that it's the first book that they've published that's getting a lot more attention, and it's a really highly pre-ordered book on Amazon, which Ooh, is exciting. Oh, good. Oh, good for them. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. There are just so many things that are exciting. That are yeah. Out. This makes me want to look up my, um, like, my Night Galley shelves, because... <laughs> Oh. Like, what else am I going to be reading? Soon? Yeah, net galley shame. <laughs> uh, I I am pretty good at staying up with it now, but I also request too many things. Which oh I yeah, my problem was when I started net galley, I just requested everything that looked interesting, and then suddenly mm -hmm. you have all of these things. Yes. And yes. Uh, yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, oh. I had to had to turn mine off due to that anxiety. Yeah, fair. <laughs> okay okay so there's one that i haven't gotten to yet but i'm hoping to read it before the end of the month that comes out in february that i hear amazing things about it looks amazing uh it's a dark and hollow star by ashley shuttleworth yes that looks so good yeah i, I hear it's incredible it's a, so they're saying it's cruel prince meets city of bones in a magical underworld of toronto with a queer cast of characters trying to stop a serial killer i think it's well, four yes, main please. characters isn't it uh yes yeah that i yeah. i like larger casts of characters mm -hmm. so that really appeals to me especially with it being queer mm -hmm. i've heard it's really good it's it looks oh great. i've seen this cover okay yes yeah all right well, yes now that i've I heard it's, it's very about, i'm putting it on my tbr shelf <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I'm definitely excited about. Um, it definitely doesn't look like something that would take place in Toronto. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, well, I think so. I think it's like 
a fairy underworld kind of like you know like shadow hunter style yeah no it totally makes sense but, but, yeah. yeah oh right okay did you guys read um a memory called empire no not, not yet yet but i know <sighs> that joss from yogi with a book really loves it it's so yes. good it's not perfect like it, it's one of these ones where even though i i didn't I, I think I gave it like four or four and a half stars because it has some pacing issues near the end of it however it is one that I really loved a lot and keep recommending to people so it's like one of those where I'm like I know it's not perfect but it's really good um and that one's sci-fi it's very political sci-fi but it's also got a sapphic romance in it and interestingly Arkady Martin the author of that uh, is married to another author. Oh, what did she, the, the, is it, I think Vivian Shaw. Yeah. So Arkady Martin's wife is Vivian Shaw, who wrote Strange, pa Strange Practice. Which is oh, okay. Yeah. So that's interesting. I'm all, no, I always, cool. yeah, I always think it's so interesting when we get these, like married writing duos. Another example mm. is like Tessa Grattan and Natalie C. Parker. Did you know they're married? No. Yeah. And Amy Rose Capetta and um yeah. and Corey McCarthy. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like all these like women power couples in the writing it. world. It's great. <laughs> Any other upcoming releases that you guys have your eye on in this that you're like this looks like it might be great my thing is like i'll see releases be like that looks great but have no concept of when it's coming out or anything like that but one yes. that i keep seeing and keep seeing and just i know very little about it because i don't like to know too much going in i want to know just my like buzzwords and then i'm good is uh these feather these feathered flames by alexandra yes. Overy, oh, yeah. i think is how you say that um, mm -hmm. but all I really know is it's a queer retelling of a Russian folktale. And I'm like, I'm sold. Cool. <laughs> That's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. I don't yeah, need to know great. anything else. That's all I need to know. So I'm terrible at this whole what's upcoming <laughs> game because I'm like many things. <laughs> that's okay. No, that sounds very cool. I love the, the retellings. Okay. So what, is on your guys's wish list. Like, what are things that you would like to see more of? Well, that's a good question. Um, I I just really appreciate what A.M. Strickland is doing with with actually calling a character Pan in the synopsis, mm -hmm. and I would really like to see more of that. And not just um, calling them Pan, but actually seeing them um, be pan in the book like in the book uh the main character i think their name is roven and they are in a love triangle and like, i'm so excited to see that and i don't even yeah. like typically go for love triangles but i actually want to see a pan person being pan in a book <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and I, I just don't see it ever i've never seen a synopsis where a main character is actually calling themselves pansexual so mm -hmm. i i want to see more of that i also don't feel like we see enough ace characters and mm -hmm. while i'm not ace myself um i really appreciate that when it, it 
comes up in a book similar to A.M. Strickland's other book, uh, Beyond the Black Door, and uh, Alatsoe by Darcy Little Badger. Yes, that was oh, so good. Uh, oh my gosh, that book was just fantastic. And I, I just really appreciate how, again, there was no homophobia. And her family was like, yeah, we know you're ace. And that's oh. that's cool. And yes. it's, we, that's wonderful. been on my short list to read soon. Oh my gosh. So, okay. It's, it's so good. Interesting. I didn't know that about that. Yes. So good. It's very family oriented. Um, it's obviously indigenous. And the main character is just very quirky. And her family knows she's ace and it comes up maybe once and they're like, yes, we accept you. And that's, that's that. And it's just so it's, again, so wholesome, which I guess is my thing. And <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a fantastic book. So I guess more ace rep uh, in books. And not making it like a big deal, sort of how Alatsoe does, um, yeah. but also having like the uh, the representation in the same way that Beyond the Black Door did, where the characters like learning about themselves and mm-hmm. uh, accepting themselves and and loving themselves for who they are, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, more pan, <laughs> more pan rep, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something I can't get enough of is intersectionality. So yes, it's great that we have a queer character in this book, but do we have any people of color? Do we have people with different Mm -hmm. abilities um, Mm -hmm. or disabilities rather? Is there mental health rep? Is there anything like that? Like any of that I love when I can mark on my spreadsheet that the (laughs) representation in that book was combination. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Alatsoe is definitely that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, fantastic book. Yeah, for anyone listening who doesn't know, I guess, yeah, maybe talk about what it is, because I know about it and I've been meaning to read it, but I know it's it's a, like a more modern fantasy by an indigenous author. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you've got it pretty much. It's a, it's a modern murder mystery with, um, that's set kind of in the present it's got magic, it's indigenous, it's queer. Um, it all takes place when um, Alatsue has this kind of weird feeling, and when she gets weird feelings like that, usually, you know, something bad has happened. So she checks on her parents, and they're fine, but they find out the next day that, or, or later that night, I guess it is, that her cousin has died. And then her cousin comes to her in a dream saying that, This is the person that killed me. Nobody seems to think that I was murdered, but I was. And I need you to make sure that I'm avenged type of thing. Um, so it becomes this whole big thing of her and her really interesting best friend who has his own things going on. And I absolutely love that about this world. Yes. There's different types of magic. And I love that. Like there's magic from different pantheons that you've heard of before. It's wonderful. Um, yeah. Just trying to figure out like how to prove that this person killed her cousin. Mm-hmm. which obviously makes me think of Cemetery Boys, which we haven't talked about yet, which we should oh because gosh. it's the best. Yeah. What a crime. So <laughs> what a crime that we have not brought up Cemetery Boys. Right. It's great. Somebody, it's so somebody fantastic. Tell the people about Cemetery Boys. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, Cemetery Boys is an own voices Latinx trans story about Yadriel, who hasn't been able to get his powers yet because his family doesn't think that a trans person will get the type of powers they think they're going to get from going through their kinseis. So they've just been putting it off. And Yadriel, with the help of his cousin Maritza, decides that he is going to just do his rituals so he can get his powers. And when he does that, he ends up summoning a spirit 
of the school bad boy who has recently passed on and the spirit just won't go away. <laughs> make sure to let the spirit cross over so he can prove to his family that he is a boy. Mm-hmm. And it's just so good. So oh my gosh. Again, with the wholesome mm-hmm. content in yeah. books. So excellent. Yeah. I, okay. So one I'll mention because it kind of ties in here and I basically just want to push it on more people and get more people talking about it. But there is a really great horror series that has some fantastical elements to it that Tell came out more. this year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so the Malice Domestica series by S.A. Hunt. The first book is Burn the Dark. The author is a trans woman. And the series is about this punk YouTuber who it basically hunts down and kills these evil witches for her YouTube channel. Nice. <laughs> um, what? And, yeah. <laughs> I want it. I want it now. Um, yeah. It's great. And she, so she's going back to the home, her hometown and like a lot of things are happening. It's also got a lot of diversity. It's set in the American South. And what's interesting about it is while there is a lot of like intense horror stuff, part of the horrific things that uh, that you see are also things like you know racism and homophobia and so it's kind of calling those things out which i love mm-hmm. and she eventually has a boyfriend who's a disabled war veteran which is great so like there's just a lot of wonderful things that i think are happening um do however check especially for books two and three uh content warnings if you need them because it's it is very intense gritty horror more than what I usually read <laughs> but I do think they're done really well and I, and I love what she's bringing to the genre I have never heard of this before this is so exciting <laughs> yep that's on my wish list now like yep. literally just sat here listening to you talk about it and put it directly <laughs> <laughs> awesome yeah I would love to see more people pick up some of these because I think sometimes stuff sort of flies under the radar if people aren't talking about it and so that's part of why I think doing stuff like this is so great and important is being like hey there's these amazing authors go read their books oh yeah 100% there's so much I've missed and like it just gets to a point where you have to turn your brain off and not put more things on your ridiculous list because you're never gonna get to them but they're always in the back of your mind yeah One thing that this brings to mind as well is an author who consistently includes queer characters in her books that I, and is interesting because she wrote a, a, wrote a book that includes one of the first or maybe few really compelling, um, polyamorous relationships I've ever read. (laughs) I I don't know what that says. I just feel like I haven't read very many that I like really believed that they all loved each other and should be together. You know what? It, does that make yeah. sense? I mean, it's so rare that you get a poly story anyway, and then yeah. like, it has to be written well. Otherwise, no. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. it's hard. But N.K. Jemison, mm-hmm. in, oh my queen, <laughs> in the fifth season, yeah, um, it has a polyamorous relationship, and it's just so beautiful and moving and well-written and you really believe that they love each other and they're all together like it's so good and it's one of the few examples I feel like I've read where I'm like oh okay this seems like this could actually be a good thing that could work and make sense I don't know it's interesting oh yeah I 100% need to go back and do a reread because I listened to the first two as audiobooks and then my library just flat out doesn't have the third one as an audiobook and I'm like no what is wrong with you 
I absolutely loved the city we became. I Mm -hmm. loved it. I loved the queer characters in that. Uh, I love that there was just like a casual trans character Mm -hmm. and it wasn't made a big deal out of. They just existed. That Mm -hmm. was awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're actually, um, for my book club, my feminist book club, we're reading uh, The Hundred Thousand Kingdoms next month. Oh, yay. Yeah, I've never picked it up before. Oh, cool. That'll be fun. I, I love her stuff. I think it's, yeah. it's just so good. Yeah. Yeah, and there you also have that intersectional thing, right? You've got, like, a queer Black woman writing about, like, intersectional characters. It's just, it's great. Her, her books are amazing. Yeah. Well, um, I don't have anything else specific. Are there other things you guys want to touch on or discuss or break? I don't know. Is there anything queer that you're reading right now? I yes, I mean I'm reading Winter's Orbit, which I know I mentioned oh, earlier. Right. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, so I'm reading that. I'm trying to think if I'm reading anything else. Right, I'm always reading like several things at once, and I don't yeah. have my Goodreads. <laughs> yeah, I always have at least two things. Um, for my TBR for this week, I know that Miss Meteor is on there, which I'm very excited to get oh, to. Oh yeah. Oh, that um, looks so cute. Yeah, it looks adorable, but also, like, has this weird, like, outer space thing to it that, like, I'm very oh. excited to see how that's mixed together. And then um, I also have The Wicker King on my TBR for this week, so I'm excited oh, to get that's to that. Oh, so good. Because literally nice. all I know is the pages get darker and there's bi rep. Like I said, I don't need to know yes. much. I just need to know, like, two things about a book yeah. and it's sold. Oh, it, that's so good. That's a really... I, I loved that one. Yeah, it's an, it's interesting because that one's, like, hard-hitting contemporary but feels more like it verges on fantasy because of the, some of the reason, things in the plot. It's Yeah, it's really, it's really good. Oh, okay, so the other thing I'm reading, this is not even fiction, but all month I've been making my way through Sister Outsider by Audre Lorde, mm-hmm. and it's so very, very good. It's a collection of her essays and speeches, and for anyone who doesn't know, Audre Lorde was was i think i think she's passed. i believe she's passed on yeah yeah um so audrey lord was a well-known black lesbian feminist thinker and poet and she's just it's it's amazing reading this book i've been reading like an essay a day about like an essay or a speech here and there and just like a little bit at a time and it's been great and it's very thought-provoking it's incisive also she's got this really great dry sense of humor that sometimes comes through it's yeah so that's that's been really good um i'm reading the space between worlds by micaiah johnson i'm barely into it but i know that it's got a sapphic romance in it it does yes and i'm also reading hungry hearts which is an anthology that's uh set in like this one particular neighborhood and it's got um short stories from um Rebecca Roanhorse and Anna Marie McLemore. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen any queer characters yet, but I was told that it has queer rep in it. So I mostly it's just making me hungry at this point because it's all about food. <laughs> but I'm really enjoying it other than having to constantly eat snacks while reading it. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's great. Yeah, those all sound those all sound really good. 
a lot of cool stuff coming this this year and for people listening hopefully you got some or many good recommendations all of the books we've talked about will be listed in the show notes so that'll be fun for me to type up and try not to reorder everything i'm not doing that Uh, so again, this has been Chapter 3 Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany. You can follow us on Twitter at Chapter 3 Podcast, and you can also find me on YouTube at Beautifully Bookish Bethany, talking about more bookish things every week. The next episode will be available in two weeks, and this episode's bonus content with our guests will be available to patrons in the next few days. Thanks for listening.